This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Many automakers offer free charging as a perk for buying an EV. And a new study from the Department of Energy found that owners are really taking advantage of it. If it's free, owners spend 78 minutes charging their EV. If they have to pay, they only spend 42 minutes on average. If it's free, EV owners use 40.7 kilowatt hours of energy. If they pay, they get an average of 22 kilowatt hours. The ones who charge for free are probably charging their batteries much closer to 100% than the ones who are paying. And as you know, charging to 100% goes a lot slower. You may remember we had charging expert Tom Malogny on AutoLine After Hours begging automakers not to offer free charging because it encouraged owners to hog the chargers. And by the way, all these figures we cited are based on 2.3 million charging sessions over the last three years. But it doesn't include Tesla's supercharger network. And Tesla says that its owners only spend about 27 and a half minutes charging their vehicles. Battery startup Our Next Energy, or One, kind of out of nowhere, abruptly replaced its CEO yesterday. It announced that Paul Humphreys, who has been with the company since it was founded in 2020, will take over the leading role. The guy who actually founded the company and was acting CEO, Muji Bajaz, will now serve as the vice chairman of the board and chief technology officer. It's not unusual for startups to move their tech-savvy founder into a CTO role and appoint a business-savvy CEO. But it's got to sting. Mujib said, quote, Change is necessary for growth, and we believe this is our opportunity and the time for growth. But one is facing some setbacks as well. A UK fund canceled a $100 million investment because of a difference of opinion on the company's viability. That resulted in the startup laying off 25% of its workforce last month. One is also responding to lower demand for EVs and will only make test cells at its new battery factory in Michigan until it has a solid order from a customer. And until that happens, Automotive News reports it will buy battery cells from BYD to use in its products. Anyone who's driven in major cities knows how bad the traffic can be. The average trip across Manhattan averages just about 8 miles an hour. So in June, the city wants to implement a congestion charge on any vehicle driving into the lower part of the borough. Passenger vehicles will be hit with a $15 charge, trucks with $24 to $36 depending on their size, and even motorcyclists will have to pay $750. And that doesn't include bridge or tunnel charges, which can add another $13 to $17 to a trip. The whole idea is to make it so expensive that traffic drops off dramatically. Needless to say, motorists and truck and taxi drivers are dead set against it. That happened in other cities that added congestion charges, like London, Singapore, and Stockholm. But that opposition died down when traffic dropped off significantly. However, despite the initial drop-off in traffic in London, it's crept back up. It's now 5% higher than pre-COVID levels. And that shows that congestion charges alone 
are not enough to free up traffic in major cities. Last year, the California Department of Motor Vehicles accused Tesla of falsely advertising its autopilot and full self-driving features for overstating how well the systems work. But Tesla says, hang on a moment. It points out that autopilot has been around for a decade and that the DMV never said anything about it. In fact, Tesla says the DMV implicitly approved the name because it did not take any action or tell the company it couldn't use it. Even so, the DMV could suspend Tesla's license to sell vehicles in California, and it could force the company to make restitution to owners. And if it does, no doubt this one will be going to court. In other Tesla news, the U.S. Department of Energy officially approved the Cybertruck for the full $7,500 federal tax credit but it's only available for models that don't cost over 80 grand. And we're quite certain that the truck qualifies for the credit because its battery is made in the U.S. At CES January 9th through 12th, 2024, Intrepid's looking forward to seeing you at our booth 3666 Las Vegas Convention Center in the West Hall. We'll be demonstrating the latest and greatest in the software-defined vehicles and zonal architectures automotive Ethernet technologies like 10-base T1S and multi-gigabit. See you at CES 2024 Las Vegas Convention Center in West Hall booth 3666 or visit intrepidcs.com sales. At first, GM was going to scrap the Chevy Bolt at the end of this year. But after a number of complaints from owners and EV advocates, GM changed its mind. Besides, The Bolt is the best-selling EV in the U.S. outside of Tesla. So why walk away from that? CEO Mary Barra declared that not only would the Bolt return in 2025, it would come back with an Altium battery. And now we've got some more details. Only the larger Bolt EUV will return. Bigger vehicles sell better in the U.S., and we think the EUV's longer wheelbase makes it easier to package the Altium battery pack. It's also possible not much else will change, since that will allow GM to use almost all the existing tooling, which will help keep the price down. Slowly but surely, we're starting to see legacy suppliers adjusting to the transition to electric vehicles. Bosch announced it will cut 1,500 jobs at two plants in Germany by 2025. Even though it's difficult to reduce headcount in Germany, Bosch is reacting to the current market. One of those plants makes EGC pumps and components, and the other makes engine control units, or ECUs. It's likely that Bosch decided to eliminate those jobs based on a drop in future orders coming from car companies. Part of China's master plan to develop its EV sector was to offer generous subsidies to consumers and car companies in the beginning but then slowly wean them off government handouts until the market was self-sustaining. This year, the government had a change of mind. With overall economic growth slowing, China will maintain consumer subsidies for most EVs. But they have to meet certain specs. EVs have to have a range of at least 125 miles, while PHEVs must offer an electric range of at least 37 miles and they can't lose more than 35% of their range in cold weather. The government is committing $72 billion to this program. And keep in mind, 
This does not include subsidies that major cities provide for EVs. For example, people who buy an EV don't have to pay for a license plate in Shanghai, which can cost over $14,000 at the current exchange rate. Anybody that's ever driven with chains on their tires or just snow tires knows that you really don't need them all the time. Unless you live in an area of constant deep freeze, it would really be best to change them out for a regular set of tires during those warmer days that get sprinkled throughout the winter months. But that would be highly inconvenient, so most people just leave them on. However, the Hyundai Group is developing a new product that would change that. It's using shape memory alloy built right into the wheel and tire package so you could deploy snow chains at the push of a button. You might be asking yourself, what are shape memory alloys? Basically, they're metals that react to electricity. During normal driving, the shape memory alloy does not contact the road at all by sitting in grooves built into the tire. But when a current is applied, it returns to its original shape, which causes it to stick out above the tire tread. So when all of them are deployed together, they act like little flaps that help gain more traction. Hyundai says it has patents pending on the technology and is considering launching it on future models. A couple of premium VW Group brand names are coming together for a small collaboration. Ducati and Bentley are launching a limited series of motorcycles. They're based on an existing Ducati bike, the Diavel V4, but they have styling and materials inspired by the Bentley Batur. The Diavel for Bentley will be limited to 500 examples, and Bentley will handcraft 18 on its own. An additional 50 examples will be made exclusively for Bentley customers to personalize in their own way. The standard Ducati starts at just under $27,000, but this version will cost a reported $70,000 before any other add-ons. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey, and by Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game,